0: Welcome to this week's Thursday episode of the Fraudology Podcast, where we dive into the science and study of online fraud from the perspective of an e-commerce fraud fighter. I'm Carice Hendrick. I think I mentioned on last Thursday's episode that today I was going to answer a question that I've received a few times recently, both from a few cardholders and a couple of online merchants, which was how can fraud keep happening on a credit card account even after new card numbers are issued? But... My life had other plans, and I will provide all those answers next week, because this week, after almost three years of a few close calls, but always avoiding it, I got COVID. So if my voice is a little bit lower, that is why. But despite all precautions and the herbs I take, and I just, I've tried so hard to stay away from it, but my husband had a guy's night at a comedy club a couple weekends ago, and a few days later, he got a cold, and if I'm being honest, I might have made the assumption that he was being a little overdramatic, and had what some of us females will refer to as a man cold, but because I didn't think it was that serious, I didn't quarantine him or wear a mask in the house like I had the last two times that COVID was in my house, so I got it and he is definitely relishing in the karma. (laughs) Actually, the first day that I was down for the count, he walked in the bedroom and said, so how's that man cold treating you? (laughs) I might have flipped him off. (laughs) But that's that's our relationship. There's definitely an analogy in there somewhere about not taking a threat seriously enough to deploy extra prevention tactics. But I'm (laughs) As much as I was able to do a good analogy about why fraudsters are like toddlers when I was caring for my friend's twin three-year-olds, yeah, I'm not doing that today. But all in all, I'm doing okay. And I'm grateful for modern medicine and it's fairly mild. And I know that this has been so much more serious for so many people and so many lives have been lost. So I'm very grateful that I got it three years into it after so much science and vaccines and all that. But I've essentially felt like I've had a horrible jet lag for the last few days without getting to go anywhere fun. And I'm just pretty dizzy and out of it. Also, if I've, if you've sent me an email or a LinkedIn message and I haven't replied, I have a hard time replying to all of them anyway, but this week is especially out. And I'm honestly pretty frustrated. Somebody who's a high achiever and loves to get things done. I feel like the last couple of months have just been like one thing after another. And I feel like life is trying to teach me to give myself grace, but I'm not so great at that. I don't know. Maybe if I practice enough, I'll figure it out. But that said, I couldn't not provide an episode today, not only because I'm technically contractually obligated by my podcast network and our amazing sponsor, Spec, but honestly, because I know some of you have built listening to phrenology into your routines on Tuesday and Thursday mornings, and that means the world to me. And I'm big on consistency and commitment. I was going to provide you a podcast episode today if it killed me. What I thought I'd provide instead of a deep dive on a fraud topic is a list of podcasts that are either directly or tangentially related to online fraud. Um, I think I've mentioned a few of these here and there, but a couple more really good ones have started recently that I think you might be interested in. Obviously, there are now 162 episodes of phrenology If you haven't listened to all of those, you can always go back. I think the majority of them are evergreen topics. And it's interesting to me to sometimes see in my dashboard of analytics that, oh, wow, an episode from April is suddenly popular with 20 people today. Interesting. Maybe I should go back on that topic. Soon. Obviously, if you're all cut up on Fredology or you just want to listen to something else, I thought I'd give you a list of some that you know you may not have heard of before. I hope you'll check out the ones that pique your interest. And if you enjoy them, subscribe to them, rate them five stars on Spotify or Apple, and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. It I'm sure you hear that all the time if you listen to a lot of podcasts, but there's a reason why. It not only helps other people with similar interests find the podcast, but it also helps encourage the podcaster to keep going. And I can tell you that creating content can be lonely if it's only a one-way street. I am so grateful that so many of you reach out to me, or if we're on a call or at a conference, you make an effort to come up and thank me for a specific episode or just for putting it out and keeps me going, even on the weeks that I really just want to lay in bed the whole time. (laughs) I don't know, maybe right now. But no, so anyway, here are a few of the fraud-related-ish podcasts. There's a couple technology ones and cybersecurity ones too, but these are ones I subscribe to that I think you might enjoy. In full disclosure, I don't listen to every episode of every one of these podcasts, but I certainly keep them in rotation and listen to them fairly often. Uh, the first one I just have to mention is Fraudish. That is fraud with an ish at the end. It was formerly Great Women in Fraud by Kelly Paxton. On this podcast, Kelly interviews experts within a lot of different sectors of fraud investigations, like ones done by certified fraud experts, CFEs, forensic accountants, as well as some in online fraud prevention and banking and e-commerce. She really talks to so many different people, from professors to a fraud linguist. I don't know, it's very fascinating to me how she finds so many really unique people to talk to. And I enjoy learning about different career paths in fraud, but she's had a guest on that specializes in working with just construction companies to identify internal theft, which apparently that's a thing and fairly easy to do in that world. So she talked about that. And she also had a guest recently who calls himself um, an accounting comedian. And he's the host of the podcast Drunk Ethics, which I haven't checked out yet, but (laughs) sounds pretty funny. An accounting comedian. I don't know. I just feel like I'm maybe a little skeptical, but also curious about checking that out. It sounds pretty funny. The next one is called Trust in Tech. It's produced by the Integrity Institute and it's hosted by Alice Hunsberger. She's the VP of Customer Experience at Grinder, and... I have to say I'm a big fan of Alice. After several really fun comment conversations within LinkedIn last year where we were commenting on each other's posts, I got to meet Alice via Zoom and I immediately told her that she should start her own podcast. She's such a wealth of knowledge. And she did actually, even before I could get her, get my stuff together, to have her on as a guest on Fraudology. So she will be coming on soon. i she just knows so much. She's a wealth of knowledge on policy creation and enforcement for platforms with user-generated content to promote safety and equality. And she's incredibly thoughtful in trust and safety. That's a really hard world. If you just can't even imagine all of the different things she's had to think of, her and her team have had to think of, to enable a safe space for the users on their platform, Grindr is a dating platform, often within the LGBTQ+ community and there can be a lot of things that they have to deal with but their primary goal is to keep their users safe and they do a great job at that and she's just so thoughtful on all topics about trust and safety so in this podcast she hosts guests within trust and safety to talk about topics such as global threat analysis content moderations and things to consider during elections and how to prevent and react to burnout and trust and safety which if that's not an episode you're going to flag, I don't know which one is. Because I know if you're not suffering from it, someone else on your team, or you might be worried that somebody's going to go to burnout. it's, I hit my burnout eight years ago, but I still I know, teeter on that line a couple times a year, I think. And I think we all do. Because for us, those of us in fraud and in trust and safety, this is more than a job. It's a passion and it's a mission. And so sometimes we put ourselves last and I think that was such a good topic for her to have in just her first few podcast episodes that she's released. So again, that one is called Trust in Tech. All right, so we have got a few more. This next one is called Cyber Criminology. I don't know what's up with the ologies, but that was one reason why it caught my attention. The host's name is Michael. He does not provide a last name. And they have different guests every time. There's a couple of guests that seem to be on there fairly frequently, but they're not hosts. And really, it's the whole podcast is about cybercrime and often it's recorded conversations with several thought leaders or professors or cyber criminologists people that like are studying it and researching this. So it's often from the perspective of cybercrime researchers. And its most recent episode was titled Culture: <laughs> The World of Online Fraud. It was really interesting to hear different perspectives on cybercrime. It's not Really, the same as probably you or I would have as practitioners in this world and they don't really categorize it in the same way that we would. But I found it really interesting to hear about this world from different perspectives than I usually do from that academic perspective on fraud and cybercrime which is just fascinating especially with an international view. There was one professor who studies uh, foundational fraud or fraud foundations within Nigeria. Just super fascinating. So that one's called Cyber Criminology. The next podcast I wanted to tell you about is called Scam Rangers. That's with Ayelet Levine. And she's a cybersecurity and fraud detection expert who is especially passionate about the human impact of cybercrime and online fraud. Ayelet has been in the fraud space for quite a few years. And she and I know several people in common. And when she recently launched her podcast at the end of December, I was really excited because she's taking it on from the human perspective. She's looking at how scams impact humans. I think sometimes when we're in this industry, we forget about that. And sometimes we have to just for our own sanity. But some of her recent guests have been Kathy Stokes, the Director of Fraud Prevention Programs at RP, talking about how they educate their members, especially because they're such a vulnerable target for scams and fraud. Uh, whether it's online or over the phone. And then she also had Erin West, who I am a huge fan of and I'm hoping to have her on Fraudology soon. Erin's a prosecutor in Santa Clara County, California, and she's made it her life's mission to help victims of crypto scams recover their funds. And if she can't recover their funds and she goes after them, she'll prosecute uh, the criminals as much as she possibly can. And her empathy and her passion for educating people on just the growth of specifically pig butchering scams is just ugh, so hard. And I actually learned a few things on that episode from Ayala on pig butchering, which is a horrible name, but that is actually what the scammers call it and a horrible name for a horrible scam. And I learned a few things about how they start and just all of that on that episode. So I highly recommend that podcast. And actually Ayelet will also be a guest on Fraudology very soon. And I'm looking forward to that conversation. I really enjoy talking to people within fraud who, you know, might start in one path and then go another path or are really following what they feel like is their life's mission. I think that's really inspiring and also helpful for everyone to know about so that if there's something you can do to help them with their mission or to learn from them, you know who to talk to. Sardine is now sponsoring Fraudology and one of the reasons I've been so impressed by Sardine is their founder Soups Ranjan But after learning about the available options for online fraud detection, he became frustrated with the existing tools on the market. And as fellow fraud fighters, I think a lot of us know exactly the kind of tools he was frustrated with. The legacy fraud tools that just return a score or a signal or a yes, no, maybe without your team getting to understand all of the aggregated data or the value attributed to each data point that goes into calculating that score or the vendor who won't give you your company's data for your own models and their own user interface was probably an afterthought. And let's be honest, Soup wasn't the only one who's been frustrated by the status quo in fraud technology. But not all of us are able to rage quit our jobs, recruit a few of the smartest risk engineers we've ever known, and go build a fraud platform that is truly built by the fraud squad for the fraud squad. A platform for KYC, AML, The next one is a little bit of a different format, maybe a little more entertaining. This podcast is called Queen of the Con, and they're on their third season. So each season, they dive into one Queen of the Con, so female con artist. And this season three, they have been focusing on Danielle Miller. That's actually a name that I'm familiar with from a couple of years ago. Actually, maybe was it 2021? Fairly soon after the Inventing Anna docudrama on Netflix came out, there was an article about a credit card or a carter, so a person who committed credit card fraud, who shared a cell with Anna Dalby. And they both taught each other a few things in Rikers. And that was Danielle Miller. She was only there for a little bit, and then she got released. Danielle started out with some low-level credit card fraud to plastic surgeons and day spas and things like that for her appearance. And she's then moved on to bigger comms including committing identity theft and stealing over, attempting to steal over a million dollars from the U.S. government through the Paycheck Protection Program and unemployment fraud during COVID. What I found interesting is after I read that article, I went to her Instagram just out of curiosity to see who this person was because she's very, she became like an Instagram influencer, very big on appearances, very big on being flashy and renting these really expensive sports cars in Miami. And she had a huge condo in Miami. All of it was bought with fraud money or paid for with fraud money and they stolen cards or money she'd gotten from PVP. And it didn't take me long. I was just reading one of the comments of, or one of the exchanges within her Instagram post. And she was telling people exactly how she got that money and how she was doing it through PPP. And then she was sending them links to Telegram saying, hey, you can go check out how to do it here. It's really easy. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, you're just outwardly telling everyone on Instagram that the way that you're paying for these like designer clothes and your plastic surgery is through quitting fraud. Um Obviously, she was arrested, and there's a funny story about her arrest because it was after a specific plastic surgery procedure that actually got a little messed up when she got arrested, and she was very vocal about it, and it was pretty funny. If you like listening to kind of those narrative podcasts that really dive into one specific person and different parts of their lives, I definitely recommend Queen of the Con, the season three on Danielle Miller, and sometimes I have a hard time listening to people talk about credit card fraud because I'm like ah don't get it wrong like talking about chargebacks and all of that but at the same time she's a very unique fraud not many of them are female but she was just so loud about it that I thought it was fascinating and obviously this podcast did too. Obviously there's Dark Knight Diaries with Jack Recider. I feel like everyone listens to that. I haven't admittedly I haven't listened to it in a while and I feel like it got a lot more cyber focused than just I really know and sometimes it would make me really tired and I'd be driving. And I'm like, okay, nope, can't do that. <laughs> but I know a lot of people really like it. And he tells stories from like a narrative storytelling aspect of sometimes dark web criminals, as well as people on the good side, the white hat side of pen testing and things like that. Some of them are really fascinating. I don't, I really like Jack and I want to interview him sometime. We actually have we know a few people in common, but I just, that's not one that I've been listening to as often lately, but it's still in my, I still subscribe to it. So it at least counts as a download every time a new episode comes out. I feel like I'm supporting him that way, in one small way. Another one I really enjoy is Smashing Security with Graham Cluley and Carole Thoreau. I can't say her last name. I apologize. Carol Thoreau. I want to say it correctly. It's mostly cybersecurity and information security focused, but They do it in a really fun way, and they talk about current stories that are just crazy and funny, but cybersecurity related. Usually each host and their guest of the week, which they always have phenomenal guests. I I don't know. I haven't put it on my vision board or anything, but I would love to be a guest on their podcast sometime. I have not made that effort, however, but it's a bucket list related just because I'm a big fan of their podcast and and their humor and think that there's not as much perspective about the fraud side as there is cyber on their podcast but so some of the recent stories that they've covered they're pretty funny so one of them the title of the headline of the article that they talk about is a Roomba recorded a woman on a toilet and screenshots ended up on Facebook <laughs> so obviously they're talking about privacy there another one was a taxicab scam in the UK that scammed victims bank accounts out of over 300,000 pounds. So that was crazy. They are both in the UK slash EU. So it's a little bit more focused on that side of the pond for those of you that are over there. But I find it just as fascinating as an American. And I've been listening to them for years and really enjoy it and often will listen while I'm walking my dog. Uh, Swindled is also one that's popular. It's another one I haven't been listening to as much lately, but I know whenever anyone in our industry puts up a list of podcasts to listen to, Swindled is on that list. It's also narrative storytelling, similar to Darknet Diaries, but it really focuses on scammers and con artists and swindlers, some of them from like way back in history. Other times they're more recent. So each episode is a standalone, which is is nice because you can pick and choose, whereas Queen of the Con is one that you'll listen to episode one, two, three, four, five, six to get the full story. Both of those are good. And I feel like Queen of the Con is great for a road trip or a flight. You guys know when you like to listen to podcasts. I don't need to tell you when to listen. Some of you crazy people listen to this podcast while you're training for marathons and half marathons. Good on you. I'm so proud of you, but I don't know how you do it. And I certainly hope that today's is still a little motivating, even though I'm starting to fade a little bit, but I've got two more to go and they're two really good ones. So this next one is actually just one episode that I recommend. That's because the entire podcast actually stopped last year. It was actually quite due to quite the scandal. I don't know, but it's called Reply All and it's one that a merchant recommended to me like a year ago, I think. And I've Recommended it to several retailers as well. The episode, the specific episode that's really focused in our world, because they talk about a lot of things within the internet, basically thus reply all. It the episode is number ninety nine, and it's called Black Hole Comment, New Jersey. This, like I said, they don't have any new episodes, but this episode was from I think like twenty twenty one or so. I don't know. It was maybe it was even earlier than that. I I didn't look that part up. But for anyone that's interested in hearing what often happens when physical goods are sent to a freight forwarder, whether it's due to fraud or to go overseas legitimately. So maybe they didn't use a stolen credit card, maybe it won't turn into a chargeback, but your goods are going overseas. Oftentimes, however, they are using stolen credit cards, so it just depends. If you're ever interested in what happens once it gets to the freight forwarder, like who these freight forwarders are, and then also where the items go from there. This is a great episode. It's really fascinating, actually. One of their listeners wrote in and said that they sold an item on the marketplace and realized too late that it had been sent to a freight forwarder and they got a chargeback. So the money got taken out of their account from the marketplace and they were really upset about it. And these guys did investigative reporting and put a tracker in a package to that place and then to the address and to the person that stolen item was sent to and tracked it even overseas it was just fascinating it was I don't know if it really helps anyone do their job better but it certainly was fascinating so again the episodes called reply all or the podcast is called reply all and the episode is number 99 and it's called black hole New Jersey the rest of the episodes aren't really about anything in our world though and you certainly can and go look around. The last one, and I think I've mentioned this one before, it's one of my favorites. It's not so much about online fraud, but it is about tech. And I am so fortunate to get to work with so many awesome companies in tech that are often mentioned on this plug on Pivot. Podcast, which I'm going to talk about in a minute, that I find it especially interesting because sometimes I have a few tidbits of my own. For instance, when they were talking about the whole Twitter debacle when Elon took over, I obviously knew a little bit and talked about that on a previous episode from Twitter employees and about some of the things they were talking about, or I knew some things that they didn't know yet, things like that. It's fun for me, but Even if you don't know those little bits, uh, it's really interesting. My husband listens to it now. I have so many friends within fraud that listen to it. It's funny, actually. Jacqueline Hart, who I've had on the podcast before, she was at Apple and now she's at Google. And prior to that, she was at Patreon and she's just one of my favorite females in the industry. She and her husband also listen to it. So sometimes when I'm down in San Francisco and we're out to dinner or if we're just talking on the phone, we might end up talking about a recent episode of Pivot, it wouldn't be the first time. The hosts are Kara Swisher and Scott Galloway. So Kara has been a writer about tech for years. She wrote Code is it Recode Decode? No, Recode Decode is the, I don't know, I think it's just Recode. I think it was a blog or a publication in the Bay Area in the early-ish 2000s to 2010s, early 2010s. And I used to read it quite a bit then. And she definitely knows a lot from the founder perspective and leadership and boards of tech. And then Scott Galloway is a professor as well as a well-known business person and all that investor. And he is a little more entertaining. So they have a good banter with each other. Um, It kind of reminds me if you ever listened to the online broadcast when I co-hosted that with Brett Johnson, their, their relationship reminds me a little bit of that where Scott is you never know what he's going to say and it's usually pretty off the wall but actually fairly intelligent and Kara's like trying to get him back on track. That's always fun to listen to too and there's good chemistry there. Like I said they have really good experts on various subjects often that are very topical so they'll talk about the news right now in tech and like I said they're really entertaining hosts. I know that this is a little bit of a different version of the podcast this week but I hope that you find it interesting. Like I said if any of those sound fascinating to you go subscribe to them. Go like them when you listen to them and let them know either through a rating or a review on Apple or reach out on LinkedIn. I know that everyone really appreciates it. Some of these are much bigger than others and Pivot and Swindled and Darknet Diaries and Smashing Security are all ones that are listened to by a bigger audience. Oh, so is Queen of the Con. But Scam Rangers and Cybercrime criminal or cyber criminology I can't say it today. Sorry. Trust in tech and fraudish are a little bit more niche, right? Just like fraudology. We love to hear from you. So with that, guys, I'm going to go back to bed, but I will be back on Tuesday with a really good interview. And thanks so much for being awesome listeners and being so loyal to this podcast. And I will talk to you again next week.